Hi, my name is Jordan Hart. I'm a Canadian singer-songwriter who grew up busking for people on street corners. Busking has taught me more about my crafts than anything else I've experienced to date, and has led me to some of the most incredible experiences of my life. In 2019, I completed a 100-day busking challenge in Canada, in which I busked for 100 days in a row. This challenge started a wave of positive energy that deeply connected me to my community, helped me find who I am as a performing artist, and ultimately led to me signing my very first international record deal. The experience was so profound for me that I wanted to find a way to connect with street performers from all around the world to hear if busking had a similar impact on their lives. I originally wanted to perform in tandem with these people, but the pandemic is currently preventing that. So for now, I will be hosting virtual conversations and sharing virtual performances with some of my favorite musicians who started as buskers. Welcome to the International Buskers Podcast. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Honestly, it's like it's a huge pleasure. As I was saying, I, I've been checking out your music ever since my team kind of sent your stuff over, and I'm honestly like a huge, huge fan. I guess to just kind of kick things off, um, I'm curious if you could let me know how you describe yourself as an artist. Well, I used to, I used to describe myself as postmodern blues, postmodern blues, but um, uh, that seemed to confuse people. Um, I only meant it in the sense that for me um, personally or my understanding of music and my the conversations because you know if you're taking on or if you're contributing to an art form um, usually having sort of a conversation with the past in a way and the conversation I usually, um, the people I'm usually talking to are like blues musicians. Because um, in my and in my belief, that's sort of the root of pop culture. If you can trace it back to blues uh, musician, uh, American blues musicians um, in the early 20th century. Um, and my personal how I make music or how I ever since I started making music or playing music um, the, the 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 root of all um, of the root of my songs or the root of my approach is like if you strip it all down you're just left with rudimentary blues music um, and it's so, so you have the bare bones of blues music with the different genres that I that didn't exist when blues was around you know that I grew up on that I also love like uh post punk post 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 punk and all that shit, you know um uh just layered on top of that skeleton and and then I just call it postmodern blues because uh, it's just uh, to me it's just raw raw expression using the most rudimentary forms, which is also a punk thing as well. Um, I mean, you know, uh, um, Sex Pistols, like <laughs> playing, uh, you know, just basic chords and all that stuff, and yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, and just getting the yeah. point across. Um, so that's why I w would call it um, postmodern blues. But I'm super curious about your perspective on how, like, I don't know, all of 
sort of modern day culture comes down to, you know, the blues of the, of the early 20s. Could you uh, speak a bit more into that? Well, um, pop, pop music or modern pop music. Um, that's the 1960s thing, right? You know, the, the 60s explosion and all that of creativity. I, I feel we still have not even closely come even in contact with in terms of like just not just the um, approach to music and the intelligence you can put in music and or in loads of art forms to be honest but let's just keep it to music for now like the um, just the psychological weight you can put in music um, mm -hmm. uh, just the, the expansion of it the ideas of it you know you can trace that to yeah. say the the bands of the 60s and the, the musicians of the 60s and do you sort of jump in do you mean that primarily like um lyrically or as well as sonically uh both the the psychological weight yeah wow say if we take the obvious one say like the beatles right they um they changed it sonically but the beatles themselves as with all of the bands at the time, they they were inspired by a lot. Where the um, you know that British invasion in the sixties, that was from the blues music that England would get that the Americans wouldn't know about because they were from black people. You know, um, mm -hmm. they were from black Americans who weren't really listened to. Um, uh, so the English you know those english kids would listen to the blues mu blues musicians then play the blues music with electric guitars then sell the blues music back to america and then america got really up in arms about it and yeah, they didn't know they're just covering they're just covering the music that comes from their back garden and then from there um they built on that and then it evolved into um, the albatross, you know what I mean. Um, uh, rubber, um, um, uh, help. I don't know. Um, Rolling yeah, Stone. Sure. Um, sure. And so all all of today's music, you can like trace it back through all of these different conversations that artists have had with each other, and it like kind of all stems from this nineteen twenties guy with a guitar and like a bottleneck slide singing passionately about. Um, the pain that, that that he or she is going through. I think so, yeah. No, personally. That's really cool. It, well, I'm, I'm curious about, like, it's it's such a, a huge statement, and, and um, it's potentially true. I'm curious about your perspective of uh, when, when you say that, you know, all of modern-day pop culture stems from blues music. That would suggest that, you know, not just today's music, but the way we dress, the way that we have conversations with each other, our movies, like pop, you know, all of our art, would be inspired by by music itself do you do you believe that music had the power has the power to do that well i wouldn't say um you know 100 percent all from um that you know the music of the time but it definitely did help because we all know that um you know pr there was a there's a there's a prior 60s and post 60s and prior to the 60s you know um, there was a certain way of dressing, like most men would dress the same, most women would dress 
you know, with care not to show their ankles and all that stuff. And then there's, the, when I say um, the music helped, it, it was sort of um, was the soundtrack to sexual exploration, um, sexual freedom for women, um, sort of emotional honesty for men, um, sexual honesty and all around the board. Because, um, you know, was it, uh, um, and again, <laughs> it, it, it's the same lineage, but all of this stuff could be traced to the 20s, you know, the Roaring 20s, which was, the, they were dancing to what the devil's music they called it at the time, which was just, right. you know, uh, blues music, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it just blues music or yeah, early jazz? Totally. Um, like, yeah, totally. And it's just, all of that stuff was built on that. Um, but in terms of like... Um, expression and emotional expression and then you could see it in 60s um, Hollywood as well where um, you know it like blow up blow up and all that stuff like it um, you know m men growing their hair long was a big deal like white men growing their hair long um, um, uh, hmm. yeah so it, yeah in, in so many different ways it, it was at least like a, a huge part of the conversation the, the music of the of the time was a huge part of the conversation and, and like you say the soundtrack one of the one of the you know the things that hit me the hardest about your your music was was how emotionally vulnerable it is and how as you say like psychologically heavy it is and it's so cool to hear you talk about about the fact that you respect that about that genre of music and that that's an intentional thing that you put into your music originally with this idea I would have loved to be you know flown over like hung out with you for a day and then and then played on the street with you. So I'm wondering if we were on, you know, in, in Brick Alley or something and we were just hanging out and playing playing music for people and I had my uh, little sound system, what what song do you think you'd play? Um, right now, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, I'd probably play... Um, it's a song of mine I still like playing. Um, yes, um... Uh, the Talisman on the Age of Glass. I just like playing that. I'd actually, I'd actually be curious what that would be like busking, actually. Do you mind singing that for us right now? Yeah, I can give it, give it a try. Um, let me just. What did you, uh, did you, did you write that? Did you create that tuning yourself? Uh, yeah, That's I have like, beautiful. I have. Um, I have loads of signature tunings because um, I can't play guitar. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the best way around it for sure. <laughs> Beautiful. What uh, what which EP or, or album is this off of? Um. Well, this is on. This was on like my last two. It's just um, like in different versions of it. Um. Yeah, it's just one of the songs I. Uh, I don't think I've recorded it in the. Well, actually, the last um, the last record it was on, which is um, the record I brought out last year. Um, I I really like that recording, but um, it's it's like one of those songs where you know you've you've only played it, um, you've only heard it properly if you've heard it live. You know what I mean? Yeah, not that this will be the proper version because I'm not even sure if I can remember the lyrics. <laughs> but, Be easier to get in the mood with harmonica.
As I get older, ideals fade away. Thoughts get bolder, my fears learn to stray. The stars lose meaning, future condenses past. Yet I want for nothing in the age of glass. Vetted mason of subsequential dreams primes the mover, born to hatch the scheme. The seeds he set defect as they learn the dance, but there is no evil in the age of glass. Planet cascades through times of seamless glue. The mirthless quasar, the rock, the beast, and you. From death's perspective, all moves like fields of grass. Cause time's still solid in the age of glass. It's the key as well. <laughs> You forego changes at the haste of your demise. The quantum switchblade made of the gods' reprise. <laughs> but logic sculptures are harsh and epic hearts. But there are always winners in the age of glass. <laughs> Slowly, the seamstress tames her class. The fractured touchstone, the blink of black love tasks. The symbiotics go kaleidoscopic. Ideas turn myopic in the age of class. As years get shorter, I see a wiser way. Old men have versions, as humans have their fields of days. Our wealth comes chiefly 
on how we choose to last cause there are no riches in the age of glass 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 cool man honestly that guitar piece is so cool it maybe put me in this world of of like just glass like it really did this like yeah. in the way that it put me in it's just like this uh different reality where every it put me so perfectly in this yeah. like, age of glass uh, the the, i should have done that in a different key because i found that super difficult i can't hear myself <laughs> but whatever i loved it i thought it was super cool but can you uh describe a bit more about like what what is this age of glass that you were referring to um, it's like uh, it's just referring to um, uh, times of a time that's like reflective and fragile, um, and it's just it's just the whole song is just referring to uh, um, this conversation I had with this figure uh, who I call the talisman, um, and he's very wise and. Um, he was just telling me how we live in an age of glass. Um, yeah. Wow, thank, thank you for, for playing that, though. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. No problem, man. Um, maybe I should sing do, do you mind if I, if I sing a song that I think I'd, I'd play if we, were, if we were out on Brick Alley? No, no problem, man. Yeah, be happy to. All right, cool. I, uh, yeah, so it's, this is an interesting one. I, um, I recently have been doing different um, fundraisers and um, awareness events and things like that for, for an organization called L'Arche. And they're an international organization that uh, just kind of creates loving communities centered around people with intellectual disabilities. And uh, they've been a part of my life since, since the beginning. My dad helped found um, L'Arche Lethbridge, which is the city I was born in, in Southern Alberta. And um, so yeah, so lots of my friends growing up had like Down syndrome and fetal alcohol syndrome and cerebral palsy and um, other other intellectual dis disabilities, quote unquote, um, that made these people sort of unique and um, very different from from the people around them. And it wasn't until I grew up that I realized that there's a lot of different misconceptions about people with with intellectual disabilities, especially about Down syndrome. You know, about um, I was hearing all sorts of different. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, statistics about how many, you know, when, when a child is found to, or discovered to have Down syndrome, how most parents will choose to abort it. It's like, it's like 99% or 92% or something like that. And just as somebody who's like so many friends with, with people uh, who has so many friends who have Down syndrome um, and people who have, and these people are like, honestly, some of the most like impactful 
people of, of my entire life um, who just kind of helped me realize that the most valuable thing about myself wasn't my accolades or how intelligent I was. It was just about how present and loving and open I was in, in the moment. And um, it, it just like they have been, yeah, I guess they have been the pillars in my life of, of love and acceptance. And so I wanted to just encourage people to be more open to like, I guess having these conversations with people like this and, and, uh, and, and sort of t lay to rest some of the misconceptions about their value. And uh, so anyways, one of my, my go-to songs when, I'm, when I was performing for these people was, was Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. And uh, knowing full well that he wrote that when he was, uh, him and his band were turned away from a hotel that they had booked once they showed up and the, the person found out that, they were, that, he, that him and his band were black. And um, recognizing that he wrote it for that reason, um, I was, that said, I, w I was so touched by how powerfully the message of hope is laid out in that song. And so I was offering it up um, through these events as uh, sort of singing it on behalf of people with intellectual disabilities as well and adding to it. And uh, um, yeah, after some discussions about what it would mean to do so, I just recently decided to um, share my, my cover of it on an acoustic EP that I'm going to be putting out in a, in a few weeks. It'll be out by the time this this re this uh uh, episode airs, but but yeah, I'd, I'd love to play it now. I think if we were if we were on the street, it's it's the it's the song that I would choose to go to. But I'd love to sing. Nice. Yeah, it's a great song. Nice guitar, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. It's uh, this was my first like real purchase when I was younger. My whole kind of community got together. I was I went into this guitar shop and uh, I went. I decided I needed a new guitar and like had a certain amount raised. And then uh, I didn't look at prices, of course. I just picked up instruments and picked this thing up, and it was like outrageously out of my price range. But the uh, the guy that sold it to me was just a really, really kind man, and he lowered it as much as he could, and then said he was going to keep it in his shop and allow me to pay it off over as much time as it took me to pay it off. And I could come in and play it. It would be mine. I could come in and play it as many times as I wanted, and then as soon as I kind of paid everything that it was owed, I could take it. And so I decided to do that. And after a couple of weeks, my whole community um, kind of gathered around me and paid the difference that I couldn't afford. And I was able to take it home in like a week. So it's kind of got like my whole family and the people I grew up with behind it. And it, it feels like I got them with me whenever I hold it. Nice. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. Hopefully they don't blackmail you. <laughs> What's that, sir? Hopefully they don't blackmail you in future. Oh. <laughs> yeah, then it if, ain't I ever, <laughs> if I ever have a successful song and they, they'll all come out of the woodwork and like, okay, payback now. Yeah. I own like fifteenth of that song. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm editing this out of the podcast, man. Don't, don't give them any don't ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Like that river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know a change is gonna come. Yes, it will. 
It's been so hard to live But I'm afraid to die Cause I don't know what's up there Beyond the sky It's been a long Long time coming But I know I know a change is gonna come Yes it will Telling me to don't hang around. See, it's been a long, long time coming, but I know, no change is gonna come. Yes, it will. When I go to my brother And I say, brother, won't you help me, please It's just gonna wind up you wind up knocking me Tough song to sing this really. Tough song Thanks, to sing. <laughs> no, it's got a beautiful man. It's got a great voice. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you've you've made me want to learn that song. Like, oh, bro. Uh, maybe when we meet, we could sing it together. <laughs> Dude, that would like, be uh, incredible. yeah, that's beautiful, man. Huh? Thank you. That would be amazing. Honestly, that would be incredible. I would I would love that so much. I I don't have that voice, but I you know I could I could compliment it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, I've, I've honestly, like, you've inspired me. It's like, um, uh, yeah. To, yeah. So by the time we meet, I'll, I'll have that in the bag. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. I can't wait. That's, uh, yeah, what a song, though. What a song. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just like, um, yeah, it's, you know, we, talk, we were talking about that period earlier. Like, um, that's what I mean about... Um, the significance of it and the sort of the yeah what was the word that you use psychological weight i think was the word that you used yeah i guess yeah yeah so, like good. A, so good yeah. 
for stuff that you know the reason you know the the reason he wrote it like you mentioned um it's just stuff like that combined with the the newness of of um everything going on at the time because you know when things happen for the first time it's always like i wasn't born in that era you weren't born in that era but and a lot of other people weren't, but we always find that an affinity with that era. Like, loads of people for decades now have been saying, oh, the 60s, the 60s, the 60s or, you know, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, whatever. That whole time period. There's something about it. It was like, um, and I think a lot a lot of it had to do with um, the struggles. Not, not, not the struggles, but um, looking at the struggles and, like, confronting the struggles um with the newness of the of or with the evolution of the sort of art forms that were going on and that combines you know what i mean and yeah yeah it's such a, a period of in the cool thing about it too is like it was the the pop music of that time because exactly. I, I don't know man like i, I know, feel man, like, like, I feel like I feel like creators are still making that tennis, that stuff. Like there's, there's but it's so not much sold. Like it's not. Um, I mean, I love trap music and all that stuff. Like I love Cardi B. <laughs> or I, I don't love Cardi B for the music. It's more like I love her attitude. Hang on. <laughs> so I mean, I love, <laughs> I love couples of her songs, but it's more like I just, I love her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, cool. And no, but we live in the cult of personality, um, and personality overrides content and substance. And before we've, because we've always humans have always lived in a cult of personality. Like that's what charisma is. You know, you can trace it back to to um, um, hunter gatherer times. You know, a leader is just a guy who has charisma. And like, so we've always been a cult of personality, but. As I was saying before, like it was that time where everything coalesced together. Well, you could have cult personality, but the substance, um, yeah, it, it was okay, or it was a selling factor to have that amount of substance. And I feel like, um, yeah, I feel I feel like that's just taken a back back seat, you know. It's interesting though, like but saying that maybe I'm just talking bullshit. Well, no, I mean, no, not at all, man. I th I think that I think it was it's it was a super interesting time because like the only way or it was very very difficult to I feel like to get your music out there unless you had a distributor. Like there was not really a, you know the, the radio stations were a huge factor back then. What, what was playing on the radio was what people knew about, right? And it was cool that those distributors. Um, we were releasing music it's it's an interesting yeah we're releasing music of substance like that and that people were resonating with it and it was there was all sorts of things that were going on publicly that that uh, created this community um centered around as you say like the looking at the problems of today or, or adding, adding having some psychological weight to their conversations things like that um but it, it's an interesting time today because it feels like distribution can be independent and everybody has access to the entire world all the time and I feel I feel like when that happened recently, um, there was a shift to you know there was a really quick boom of of independent music doing extremely well, and then record labels kind of and and other corporations controlling the artistic scene, and as you say, like really controlling what people were seeing on their social feeds and things like that. But I think the internet is just as as it is now, 
especially, I mean, I, I hope that it remains and, and continues to be even more and more uncensored, but as it is now, it's created this really interesting opportunity for people like yourself and, and me and, and other people, other artists who like aren't necessarily doing what it is that you need to do in order to be like the top charting, like the Cardi B level of star. But, but there, there, we have access to more people than we ever would have before. Like we, we would have, even if we were Sam Cooke, we would have needed Motown. We would have needed that, that distributor to help push that message. You know, that was, that was never not a part of the equation, but now it's in the hands of so many more people. And I feel like more people than ever, like I, I feel this shift into society, which I think is um, po potentially positive, positive and negative. Um, probably both like everything else is where we're going to start to sort of segregate, segregate into different like subcultures. Like there will always be that sort of umbrella thing where it's like this, these are the movies we watch. These are the, this is the music we listen to, but there are already like these, these pockets of people who listen to this type of music. Right. And it's so cool to see that happening in a way that's never happened before. And so I think it'll become less and less relevant to be Cardi B level famous. And it'll be just like, you know, whatever you can make a living doing, you'll, you'll start to like resonate with more and more people of, and, and, and influence uh, the, that pocket of people to kind of resonate with your wavelength, mental wavelength. And, and uh, I think, you know, if you maintain, uh, if, if you stay kind of encouraged to do that, eventually this, this following will, will grow to influence other um, of these little pockets and, and will kind of elevate as a, as a, as a species. Yeah. I, I think, I think that as well. There's like, um, say like a, I think we're well, we're already in the sort of in the middle of that, like, um, like, um, if we're talking like physical, practically speaking, like Spotify, for example. Not everyone has Spotify, but um, <laughs> it becomes apparent like there's just so much music, there's so, so much, like <laughs> it's overwhelming and it's too much, um, and in terms of like. Mar you know marketing say if, I, if I'm marketing an individual like if I'm a like um, label guy or label head or um, or, or just then or an individual doing his thing or whatever before you'd have to like um, follow the heels of whatever um, would make you popular at the time but now you just have to you know do your little niche thing and you're um, yeah, like you just said, like you, you have your own pocket of reality, and like people can tune in, and people can buy your merch, and people can follow you on whatever social media platform, blah blah blah. Um, and that's, I mean, as long as you can eat, like, um, I don't, I find I find it cool. But where I find where I find it's kind of on, um, uh sort of shoddy ground maybe is because how easily how easily those sort of um environments get overtaken or monopolized by say like the streaming services is um now is kind of not uh, a monopoly of spotify streaming um even though you can have your pockets but it's spotify determining uh, who determines the dis you know your distribution in terms of like what you get back <laughs> like um what your streams mean and all that stuff which is i'm probably just being cynical and no not at all I, I think it's a really relevant fear and it's something that's entered my mind a lot one, one of the things that like when i when i was talking about that a lot that a buddy of mine helped me realize is that the need 
that I have, and I think most people too, and he had, he shared in this need too, for art that resonated to my core is insatiable. And so like, even though we live in this age of like overwhelming quantity of, of performers and creators, I still like, I still want more. You know what I mean? Like I still want to find more people that speak for me or more people that resonate with me. And I don't think that will ever, you know, I don't think that cup will ever be full. And so I'm encouraged by that as well as, you know, unless they completely shut down the streets, that's the whole thing about busking that excites the hell out of me is like, you, you can't control that distribution. That's like, I can go to a busy street. I can sing my songs the way that I wrote them or the songs that resonate with me in the way that resonate with me. And uh, the people, I'll find people, you know, I, I have, I've found people that, that resonate with all sorts of different styles that I thought were dead, you know, or, or, or t topics that I thought nobody cared about. Like um, they're out there. And it's just about like, I don't think, again, like uh, the internet, more to your point, is becoming more and more controlled and, and owned and monopolized. But as long as, I mean, it's the internet, you know, as, as long as we uh, continue to, to uh, educate ourselves, we, we can, I mean, you don't need Google to browse the web. It's probably the way people mostly do it. But like the internet is a huge, vast space. It's kind of like a free for all. Right. And so I think like, I think we can use things like that to, uh, as long as we continue to, to grow ourselves to, to make a living and to find the people that will resonate with our music. Um, but it can't be traditional. Like we're not going to make money off publishing anymore and not enough to live. Right. It, it's not possible, but we can make like meaningful, um, merch merchandise that like, you know, changes people's lives or encourages a, a certain mindset or like that people who resonate with your stuff, your like incredible, sensitive, thought provoking stuff would resonate with. Like put a, if you put a couple of lines of yours on, on a piece of clothing that matched your incredible aesthetic that you have clearly put a lot of thought into, um, I, I would buy it, bro. I already have it. <laughs> well, it seems so intentional, man. People always say that, like, no, like, <laughs> really? I, I actually regret, um, because when, you know, I was just being, you know, when I first sort of started getting paid more to play and all that stuff, and like, you know, getting seen more, people would ask about my clothes and aesthetic, aesthetic a lot, aesthetics a lot. And, um, yeah, I'd kind of brush over it, uh, just cause I felt like, um, like a douche, <laughs> you know, what I mean? oh. if I would, but not like, I, I regret that now. Cause, um, cause basically I've always been into style and stuff or not into stuff. I've always just been stylish, but I've never been into fashion or anything. It's just, I just like matching colors and all that stuff. But yeah, I should just, I always regretted or I've regretted in the last, um, recently like oh you should have you know it's it's no shame in playing up <laughs> i love it man. it adds to your music like it, it as, as you know I, I heard your music before i saw you and i was like oh this is really cool and then i saw you and i was like what the fuck like this guy's a star like immediately i was like damn like um you, you're it's just like another display of the way you feel the world around you i felt like like he, i was hearing the way you feel the world around you I was like well this guy's cool like I, I was slowly sinking into it and then the visual had a different thing where it was like an immediate shot of you it was just like this the sight of this person who dressed this certain way and i was just like wow i was like damn like i i felt you more you know which is what i think is so cool about aesthetics i'm gonna keep that in mind <laughs> dope, man. i love it i love it so much um, and you're good at it. Like you're really, really good, as you say. Like matching colors and textures and everything. It's, yeah, what you're doing is, is inspiring, man. It inspired me for sure. Oh yeah. 
um yeah just keep it flying man (laughs) (laughs) it's it's literally not any (laughs) forward there's no forward (laughs) but yeah like i because i um you know i love um like rap and hip-hop and all that stuff and you know a lot of lot of you know say like asap rocky like mm. you know he'll tell you what who he's wearing and all that stuff and i always that's what i felt like a, I, if i do that i'd be a douche but uh, no like you know you should be like yeah i'm wearing just so and so and i got this from some and it's like no i never i because i um i'm super introvert so i needed to get more comfortable in my skin to be able to like be fine with that stuff but yeah i'm glad it actually um has a positive effect on me. Mm-hmm. it did for me that's for sure um i'm curious i had a like just a, i literally i don't know the the other couple times i've done this i wrote like such a specific list of questions and things like that because i was so i'm i'm really introverted too and i don't really like i i i have like a level of social anxiety too um but so I so I wrote these questions down and like was like oh my god like I'm responsible for the conversation being interesting I'm responsible for the conversation being fluid I need to like have backups, but after our, like my my call with you I just I didn't feel like I needed that like I don't know it was just there was something so fluid and and uh, natural about speaking with you that I just kind of trusted trusted it and I'm glad I did like it's it's been so good talking to you man I I really feel connected really to feel you, connected uh, to you. Uh, personally man. Um, when when are you when are you gonna be traveling around um, busking again? I don't know. Oh, don't you know. you you guys are not allowed to fly. Like no no we're uh, yeah we're not even allowed to uh, travel interprovincially I think right now. So I if we I think we can travel internationally, but if we do, once we come back, we have to uh, quarantine and like like but like it's not just that the government assigns a hotel to you, which is like two hundred bucks a night, and you have to stay there. You have to pay. You have to pay, what and the you fuck? have to stay there for three nights. Yeah, it's it's yeah, wild. It's wild. Yeah, it's to, to discourage you, I guess. Right. But, um, right. Yeah. yeah. My my friend came from Iceland. Like she um, she just came from yeah. I mean she she's based in London, but her family's in Iceland, and she was in Iceland for like this whole time basically, and she just came a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um. And so she should have been quarantined, but, you know, she's fine. She has the antibodies and stuff. But I went to see her and, like, um, yeah, this inspector came around. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, 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 it felt a little like the gulag or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. It felt a little, like, intrusive. Yeah. Because they, they were tracking her? Well... She was expecting a call, but she wasn't expecting someone to come around. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was kind of weird. Like I had, to, I I was I wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> like, you know? Did you hide? It's like um, I know I know they have to be careful and everything, but um, this is why I really appreciate um anti-vaxxers or is that what you call them anti-vaxxers? Yeah. Like yeah. even though I don't agree with them, but I I appreciate that we live in countries where. You, they have a voice and like they can be like well fuck you i'm not doing that shit and like because <laughs> yeah you know you do have a right to just ignore the, um the rules like that in terms of like um necessary facts um because um, i i think it's even in 
um, it's even in law, you're not allowed to, um, you know, as an individual, you're not allowed to, um, the government isn't allowed to um, impress anything onto your body, like, uh, as your sovereign right. And uh, that's yeah, so cool like, that we're here. That's so cool that that's a law. I just I just love that that we have a we live in a society that's as successful as ours in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, not to say we're perfect by any stretch, but is extremely successful human society. And and that the people in power respect that that freedom is really cool more to your point and like the freedom of speech like my my, my sister I'm, I'm not sure what her stance is on it now but i know that she uh she, i don't think she's going to get the vaccine i know she's living in a community that definitely would never do it and um are very much of the opinion that you know we should go out and develop herd immunity in a natural way and that you know not not prevent earth's co uh, natural corrections of, of the size of our species and things like that yeah um, Apart, like, you know, it's, I get it, of course, you know, because that's how vaccines work, it's best to get vaccinated, but in terms of um, this particular, like, COVID, um, I mean, we've all, we've all witnessed it, out, and we all, I, I don't know about you in, in Canada, but a lot of the anxiety around it is, um, stems from sort of unintentional fear mongering that the media does just because the media needs to get ratings and then the headlines are you know everything about covid and all the details about covid when really like it it, it is actually really only affecting um you know 60s or over who are vulnerable um not not saying that it doesn't it like people under 30 or um people under under 60 or whatever haven't got it and you know died or become ill but it the numbers are so in the numbers are so in um minute like <laughs> that it's right. it's the same sort of thing as saying it's the same sort of thing as the um the normal flu where the flu is gonna kill people every year that's what it, it evolves every year as well there's a there's a variant of it but if you report that all the time it's gonna sound like a catastrophes happening all the time so if you're reporting it like that it's going to sound dangerous and then if people are constantly in fear of that they're going to react to it and then they're going to expect the leaders to react to it and if you're judging leaders by how they react to this um monster that um everyone's helped create then the leaders are going to want to be seen in order to stay in office in a democracy you know uh, democracy where they just need to get vote you know need to get voted back in they're gonna want to be seen reacting to it in as quick a way as possible so they're gonna be locking down um uh, they're gonna be uh telling people where they uh where they can and can't go and all that stuff which might actually cause more deaths <laughs> you know what i mean mm -hmm. Absolutely. um well said. Honestly, the, the one thing piece of, of evidence that makes me, you know, very wary of, of, you know, getting the vaccine and adhering to the guidelines and, and things like that are the uh, the hospital beds situation. Just knowing that, you know, my, my wife has needed a, a surgery that's not um, uh, essential for for two years. You know what I mean? And, sh and she hasn't been able to get that, let alone, I mean, the people who have been, you know, tremendously ill and, and, and the, I mean, God, the nurses that have had to decide who dies and who lives, like who's going to get the treatment and, and, and who's not like that. Um, that's one thing where, 
you know, it makes me really want to shout out like, no, we listen, like this is, this is a, a problem of our whole society. Like we, we need to all get together and, you know, get this vaccine or, or whatever it is like limit so that our healthcare system doesn't have that burden. But, um, but I do hear, you know, I hear that perspective too, that you're, that you're saying and my sister's perspective as well. And, um, and also resonate or, um, celebrate the, uh, the facts that we live in a society where all of those perspectives can be heard and, and lived by with, and the, we have that freedom is really cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not sure how solid it is though. Um, that's it's kind of, um, and this is probably a conspiracy talk, <laughs> but I mean, if you were, if you were like plotting to, um, sneak in, like in a, in a sort of, um, uh, covert, fashion you were just gonna sneak in um an authoritarian or totalitarian style of government laws or whatever now would be the time because it would just be based around the fear of um of and of this disease which over here i don't know if you've heard about um uh, these kill the bill protests where um because of the protests that have been happening um over the last few years um our government has sort of in the last few months like just put it um written these very ambiguous laws about protesting and about um (laughs) what constitutes a nuisance like you know in terms of what an illegal protest is and of course if i'm if i'm looking at it as a as an optimist of course it's probably because you know they're just they don't want the virus to spread and they want um want solid they want to give police powers enough where they can if people are too close to each other they can lay down the law but when has when has a when has a law like that not been abused like yeah. when has when has that not turned into like the soviet union <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah. it's just like, um, I don't, i'm just being no, but there's a real fear, man. And I think it's it's valuable that that people you know maintain their eye on that. It's it's a good thing that you're you know that you're aware. Yeah, of that's that. why I appreciate mm-hmm. that's why I appreciate anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I appreciate people who uh, um, don't want to wear masks and all that. It's like, yeah. yeah, cool. Like have them let them speak. <laughs> keep a, keep keep everyone on their toes. You know what I mean? Can I'm not sure if you can hear me, but you're you're frozen. You hear me? Hear me? Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Uh, and back. you're back. And yeah, there you are. Yeah, Sorry, there you are. Um, I don't know where you lost me, but whatever. Just, I yeah, you appreciate the, the, the anti-vaxxers, the people that refuse to wear masks. Yeah. yeah. I don't agree <laughs> with them. I just appreciate right. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. I hear you. Um. I resonate. <laughs> Uh, what what's the most exciting thing that you've learned from being a musician, recently? Recently, like, um, is that me personally? Like, I've learned very, without doubt, that my my love for music or my love for expression comes very much from my connections with people and my love with people and for my friends and my connections with my friends like and probably more importantly my connections I've made (laughs) the friendships I've made through music you know what I mean 
So I'm like the sort of guy who is, is like if you would ask me to go and collaborate with someone, I'd find it very clinical and like who I didn't know, I'd find it very clinical and blah blah blah. But if I, yeah, if I, you know, if you know, if I meet someone and I, and they're, you know, they happen to be a musician and we're like hanging out and we've become friends and stuff and it, but it, um, it music takes on a much more. I think that's what, for me anyway, personally, that's what that is, music or expression or art or whatever. It's, um, it's being able to ex express or it's being able to share that with that person, being able to um, be, feel safe to express that with that person and then find something um, new with that person. Um, and probably that's way too a, that's way too that's way too much gravitas to put on just <laughs> making a track or whatever or like right when it's like a clinical set writing session that's set up for you yeah and that's probably just too much i i live in a very much fantasy world where all things take on these great meanings but i um i've learned that it for me personally it um i need to follow my heart when it comes to that stuff and um, cause I, I've recently, um, just re like just seen some people I haven't seen in ages and they're all like musical, um, or particular people. They're all really important friends to me and they happen to be musicians that are like, um, either huge musicians at the moment or um, small musicians or whatever in terms of like notoriety, but like just them when i met them at the time whatever stage they were at it was more like the connection i made with them and obviously i was doing my thing and i hadn't seen them for a while and um for yeah for a couple of years i hadn't known who i was personally like um or i'd for, sort of forgotten why i was doing this <laughs> you know and then it wasn't until i met those like I started hanging out with those people again where I was like oh yeah it's it's so I can just hang out with these people <laughs> like, you know what I mean and just do whatever makes music um, oh, fuck, yeah. it's really cool. yeah, I so that. I probably didn't articulate that well it was beautiful man you you have such a way with like opening up your heart like I I, I feel every everything that you say just kind of like comes out so 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 clearly to me I don't know it, it made sense to me that's for sure but I appreciate you, uh, yeah, you being so vulnerable with this stuff and just being who you are, man. It's, it's been a real pleasure, honestly, genuinely. Oh, thanks for having me. Like, yeah, it's been really nice talking to you, man. Like, yeah, been a genuine experience as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really appreciate it. Sorry, beautiful. Getting weird text. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been an honor to chat with you. Likewise, yeah. Let's make music when it's possible. If we're if we can be together and just just jam out, if, even if it's just to that Sam Cooke song, it'd be that'd be really cool. No, no, <laughs> I, I'm I'm generally gonna like do 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 uh, do within my range, <laughs> my it, yeah. vocal range. But I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I love that. Let's go. I can't wait. <laughs> Amazing, brother. Well, thank you again for for doing this and. Uh, for taking the time what, when is you do you have a timeline for your record for when we can kind of direct people to it yeah i mean 
I think the idea is to release in October, but cool. cool. I don't know. I don't. Um, I kind of. Uh, yeah, because I, I'm not too sure. Because uh, I want to. Wow. Mm. Well, yeah, I want to really release it as soon as possible, but I also want to actually tour it properly. Mm. So I don't want to just release it and then not be able to like tour it. Because I really actually <laughs> touring American Canada is like one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. musical experiences so um i don't want to i want to take full advantage of it so yeah. the timing's pretty much everything mm-hmm. um but i think i think it'll be fine um in terms of american canada sort of opening up again soon yeah hopefully it seems like it will be i mean they're i don't know i don't really know that much about what's going on in london but i know that the united states are opening up in a huge way right now so oh really yeah, because London, yeah. London's like we're sort of back. Oh, really? <laughs> we're like, um, yeah, yeah, we're we're sort of. I think by in in like a couple of months' time, we'd be like. Ugh. Okay. Oh, you're back to normal. I thought you meant back to lockdown. Okay, you're back. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. I'm That's pretty exciting, sure we're like, we're done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we're Woo. done with COVID. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. No, but that's, what I mean. <laughs> um, that's what I mean. Like. The moment you hear about the vaccine, you know, the vaccines, oh, half the population's getting the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. Then you hear about, oh, there's a variant from India. And uh, it's like, uh, it's yeah. like it's preparing everyone for another lockdown or something. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether we have to be that afraid of a variant. I don't know. Anyway, don't, I don't want to bore. <laughs> like, I don't know anything maybe, about it. Maybe we should be. I'm just ignorant. I don't know anything about the shit. That's, um, yeah. But all of, this, all of this, I think, resonating with, like, are you fucking serious? Can't we just get back to normal? I, I get that feeling for sure. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I'm grateful to be connected. I'm getting so hungry, man. I haven't, I haven't eaten, <laughs> admittedly, haven't eaten anything but, like, a smoothie this morning. <laughs> so I got to run and eat some food. But, man, I, I hope that uh, that this can, can be one of those connections for me and gen- genuinely feel connected to you. So. Yeah. yeah, it'd be great, great to meet you in person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't mm. wait. Can't wait. The work I plan, um, if, yeah, if you let me call you when I come to R- Toronto, that'd be amazing. Please. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward yeah, to looking it. Looking forward to it. Nice one, man. Cool.